you come across a problem and you think to yourself, I know, I'll use a regular expression. Now you have two problems. Are you struggling to deploy cloud native applications to a hybrid cloud? Do you want to become familiar with Kubernetes and Istio? IBM Cloud has a set of free, hands on training, ebooks, and an always on free tier of services to help you learn. Visit ibm.biz slash Stack Overflow to learn more. That's ibm.biz slash Stack Overflow. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Stack Overflow podcast. I'm Ben Popper, Director of Content here at Stack Overflow with my wonderful co-hosts, Paul and Sarah. Hello, Ben. Hello, Sarah. Hey. Hi, Paul. Hi, Sarah. Hey, Paul. Oh, the world's hey, still ben. here. Here we go. Paul, why don't you cue this one up since it was your idea? Tell me about Regex. I just realized we've never, I don't think we've ever fully complained about regular expressions on the show. And Yeah, that's an important part. And it's just, Sarah, where did you, where did you learn regular expressions? Where did I learn regular expressions? When I was working in VB, um, uh, very in yesteryear, very yonder your. And here's a decision I made early on in my career. And this is a decision every programmer needs to make for themselves is I'm not going to memorize regexes. I'm just going <laughs> to Google it every time. Every time. Mm. Yeah. What about you? I, I saw you talking about it. You seem like a memorizer. No. You seem like you might be able to write well, some. I learned my first serious language was Perl, which is a, is all about regexes. So for many, many years, I reached for them. And then there's there's a lot of lore in culture. I mean, a few recommendations, we should put them in the show notes. But Jamie Zawinski, who's one of the originators of Netscape, wrote, there's a great line, which is like, you come across a problem and you think to yourself, I know, I'll use a regular expression. Now you have two problems. And <laughs> I don't know if he first said it That's or if great. he popularized it, but it is, uh, the regex are halfway to parsers, right? And they're, they're amazing for a few things. They're amazing at, at shell script level for just like catching patterns in text and doing things or, or using a said script to replace things. You know, Perl is funny now because I think people reach for it in embarrassment, but my God, if you need to like fix 50,000 files in some way, it is just A+. plus. But yeah, over the weekend I was messing around with something and I, I, I found a regex that was like, and of course I hit stack and like, because what I was trying to do was backtrack because I, I was trying to parse, I was writing a parser, but I needed to match quoted strings where you would have like it'd be like single quote blah 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 backslash single quote blah 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 single quote right so it's it's actually a hard thing to match and i was i was hitting a wall and i found the regex for it and it's just an atrocity like it's just horrible i would never show anyone this and say here's programming because they would never want to do it it's it's backtracking like two backtracks question mark exclamation point slash slash and you're just there's no letters it's just there's nothing there's nothing that looks like a human could ever make sense of this. And so, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Is there what are our choices? What can we do? Do we get better at parsing? Do you just learn more regex? What do you think? So the question is, do we improve regex or keep regex? Is that what you're saying? I mean, I'm just making conversation at this point. I just wanted to complain about regexes. Yeah, I think right like of the things. It kind of just works, and it's in a in a non annoying way. And so I think of the priorities of things to fix. 
CSS is number one. <laughs> and regex doesn't make the top. All right, let's. I, I want to do this. I want to throw away the regex conversation and stop there and talk about the th- priority of the things we need to fix. So you say CSS, CSS number one. What's what's the most wrong about CSS? What's the most wrong with CSS? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All of it. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> who like what float right float left? What does that mean? It like is, what it is, is the box model? Why do we do it this way? This seems dumb. It is grisly. And it's also just like, I think what happened to, there was a rough moment where in the interest of accessibility, people got very punitive. And uh, and so like really the right approach and the standards bodies move slowly. So the right approach to me, you know, we, we've basically backed into uh, with the new grid model, it's very tables plus. Like it is. It, it, yeah. CSS grid is tables. But we already knew tables. And so part of me is like, wow, that is incredibly powerful, but also completely impenetrable. Tables have the glorious value of being really dumb. And yeah. you can put tables inside of tables. And so I think what I would really rather see this is always a wrestling match in standards bodies, is for. Some codification and simplification of the bad things people are doing towards the interests of accessibility. Like, you know, okay, well, you, if you're all going to do tables and you like them to be extensible, blah, 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 we're going to tell you how to do it in a way that you can have your grid but not mess up the accessibility of the page. And then we'll ratify that, which I think it's, it's some of it's not entirely off from what they did, but it's just it's very crusty now. It's very powerful, but it is very crusty. Yeah. And I think there's just like, I think CSS is what happens when you design by committee. I wouldn't, if you like took a step back and started over with the web, I don't think you'd do all these things. I think the the most annoying thing about CSS is that I can't say, I want this like a third of the way down the page always or sometimes. It's just ridiculous. So I think that's number one. What's number one on your list? you, You know what else is justification, like nice justified text with hyphens, which is something that's been pretty much available since around 1982. Good open algorithms for doing it automatically, the Liang algorithm, et cetera, et cetera. Whew, still a struggle. I think you can do it now. I kind of gave up about five years ago. I went back recently. I think it's mostly in all the browsers, but they don't commit. You know, every, you know how sometimes in CSS you'll see you'll go to one of the pages, like the Corksmo pages, and you can tell like they don't really they they're not committed to this. You're 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 still yeah. where you were 15 years ago. Yeah. Okay. So CSS, that's your number one. You would fix CSS. Number one. Yeah. Oh, man. What's your number two? Is it general technology? Sure. Why not? Can we do general technology? It's our podcast. Number two, uh, I can't print. (laughs) I can't print. No one can print. It's really hard to print. If you want to print things, you just can't print them. a printer. Printing to a printer. printer. Number two on the list of things that need to be fixed. It was when they got rid of the wires when they're like, nah, 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 we're all good. You can print over Wi-Fi. Yeah, it, yeah, and it's also every time like the, it's like somebody every time Without you print fail. a document, someone comes and hits your computer his head in it with a shovel, and it's like, <laughs> oh, whew, man, I don't know what happened. I was sitting here and I was gonna gonna produce some document using ink, and I I don't know what happened. Yeah. Well, I'll never do that again. That took me an hour and a half. I don't know right. why that took me an hour. Oh, and, a half. and I love it. And right. the Mac. The Mac is brutal, right? Because the Mac has all those beautiful little printer icons, like they've rendered all the printer. And you're like, well, clearly, clearly, they know what's going on. Not a chance. Yeah, no. No. Yeah. I install my printer drivers once a month. Oh. My MacBook just forgets. Yep. It's like ah, I didn't. I didn't like this. 
I didn't think no. that. Same printer. No, no, no. You're, you're absolutely right. What I like, too, is that the, the process of printing increasingly seems to involve, like, you have to log into your router, <laughs> identify <laughs> the printer, um, yeah. and then sometimes tell the IP address to you. I just, it's not good. Printing's bad. I have one that'll be controversial. JSON. Interesting. Yeah, because it's just like wow. It's just it's just JavaScript, and like it's not. I mean, YAML's worse, right? Like YAML's much worse. Yeah. XML is. A, I understand why people hate XML. It was for documents. It was for documents. It wasn't for data. Yeah. But what I miss about it was the absolute clarity of the data definition. So internationalization was built in, attributes and namespaces, and they were they were not attractive. They were sometimes difficult to work with. And when they were um, loaded into memory in an XSLT parser, the object model was 12 times in memory the size of the uh, actual data, which meant that yeah. <laughs> which meant it's less of a deal. It's less of a big <laughs> deal now. But when you had 128 megs in your machine and you're like, oh, I'll yes. load this 10, 10 meg document. <laughs> nope, no, 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 no. That plus <laughs> and you're sitting there, you're trying to hammer that dash MX into the into Java, but trying to find a limit where your whole machine doesn't melt down. So okay, those are bad days. JSON is much lighter. It's much better that way. But the uh think about things like S expressions and so on. Like it's just so it'd be so much more clear commenting internationalization, namespacing, things like that. It is it is hard. I mean, then again, it, everything now reads it and it's de facto and there's workarounds and so on. So, I accept that we live on a on a house made of sand. But yeah, I would I would rethink JSON to be a much tighter sort of more lispy style. Yeah, it is really elegant until I guess you actually need to do big things. Yeah, it's well, and then frankly, then you go over to protocol buffers and things like that. You go over and do what Google does. Okay, next on the list. For me, I think these days it's Bluetooth. It's destroying me. Uh, I got a car that has Apple Play in it. So you're supposed to be able to plug in the phone and then it shows all your apps right up on the thing. Yep. But I made the mistake of also pairing my, the phone to my Bluetooth. And so now if I get in the car and the Bluetooth is on, then the Apple Play won't work. If my wife gets in the car and her Bluetooth is on the app, so I have we all have to turn off our Bluetooth before getting in the car, which just feels crushing. And I also have this thing where like the Bluetooth is automatically synced to all of these different devices. So like I'll be listening to music, and then my son will take my phone. He'll be doing something, and I'll turn on a pair of headphones, and then suddenly I'm listening to him play Minecraft, and he's in another room, and everybody's shouting at each other. And it's just like <laughs> I know Bluetooth is trying to help. But the automatic connections that it makes and remembers and forgets is, uh, it's killing me right now. Yeah, that's a big Bluetooth one. is heartbreak. It's just never, it's another one too, where everyone's like working great. Everything's good. We figured it out. And then you, you have yeah. the experience over and over. This is gaslighting, right? Like this is just like, <laughs> the tech industry. We were never connected. Yeah. 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 What do yeah. you mean? I was yeah. never connected to that. Thing. Uh, or it's like, Hey, I, I thought you said you were done with those headphones. Well, <laughs> we're just friends. Right. We just sometimes, I, there's like I said, there's a strong connection there. You, that doesn't go right. away in one day. And you're like, You promised me you'd forget. You promised yeah, me. You said, I told you, I said, we're going to forget those headphones. And you looked at me and you said, We are not ever connecting to those headphones again. And then, <laughs> boom, boom. And here we are. I walk in on you and you are connected mm. to those headphones. And Bluetooth is just like, Man, I was named after a viking you know what this is like yeah um okay i have two more i think that gets us to 10 maybe i haven't been counting okay the big one the first one is like kind of particular to 
Well, if you're a stack, you'll understand. And this is maybe controversial and apologies for all the folks listening that work on this. But ASP.net is um, a so here's here's what happened. What is ASP.net? Can anyone tell me? ASP.net is a front end framework for Microsoft applications. So C sharp, you know, F sharp, Mm -hmm. all the sharps. You know, and other uh, backends. You, you can use it with lots of different backends, actually. I'm sh- but the thing that they did here is, and this is something that Microsoft does in general, and it has its like really pros and really cons. You see it with Java 2. I think it's just those big enterprise languages and frameworks. Is the, with ASP.NET, there's so much you can do in the front end, and it kind of removes the component, the way you think about HTML, CSS, JavaScript where you're kind of like choosing your flavors, you're deciding what to add. There's a lot of functionality, but it's like too much. There's, you can do too much. Mm-hmm. There's too many things. Yeah, I mean, that need for simple is so great when you're trying to do anything. And I'm looking at the ASP, I'm looking at the ASP.net web forms Wikipedia page right now. <laughs> and yeah. so just one, one component of this bad guy and like, woo! It's just I've got like twenty file extensions alone for my ASP. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, I mean web forms are also a mess, right? Like that. Wow, we're just trying to drag the nineties into twenty twenty towards twenty thirty, and to the point that we've dropped an entire virtual machine into the browser and said, "Okay, we give up. You guys take it from here." Right? Like we're just. I started reading up on Flutter, right? And Flutter is a. Ooh, yeah. So it's it's. The language Dart plus a set, uh, it's essentially, you know, SDKs and components that are very cross-platform. So it can look like iOS, it can look like Android. Apparently, it's a very good Android and iOS development environment. People really love it. But when you get to its web view, it's like rendering on a canvas with WebGL. And that's a lot. Like, that means you can't, and you can't cut and paste. I was like, no, you got to be able to cut. No, you can't, can't, can't cut and paste. So, like... You know, everybody's trying, but it's going to be, I'd hate to lose the web and the things that the web lets you do behind essentially dynamic, exciting canvases that provide perfect fidelity. So it's going to, we're going to be wrestling with that probably forever for as long as I live. Yeah, it's true. You know what? A real mistake we made, I think is, I, I don't have a solution here, but a real mistake we made is making it so you can't replace things like web forms without a quorum of a people who don't like to quorum. Yeah. Who don't like to agree <laughs> on things. Yeah. So it's just, it's kind of near impossible. All right, y'all. It's that time of the week. Paul, I have a lifeboat here I think you might enjoy. Lifeboat Why must dictionary time. keys be immutable? Why is it necessary for dictionary keys to be immutable? I'm looking for a simple, clear reason why keys in Python dictionaries have that restriction. You know, and asked six years ago, and there's just this lovely essay in response. And the short answer is that it pre-calculates integer keys and hashes those for very fast dictionary lookup and that you you lose that speed if you went all mutable. So, but just a good answer. Check that one out. Put that in the show notes. Good, good work yeah. to zero. It's kind of like Pyreus. having all your CDs neatly alphabetized rather than stacked randomly on their cases or on top of your speakers. That's a metaphor I can get behind. Good life, yeah. Putin. All right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Ben Popper, director of content here at Stack Overflow. You can find me on Twitter at Ben Popper. You can email us podcast at stackoverflow.com. 
And we would love to hear from you. And I'm Sarah Chips, the Director of Community here at Stack Overflow. And you can find me on GitHub as Sarah Joe. And I'm Paul Ford, friend of Stack Overflow. Check out my company, Postlight, at postlight.com. Bye, friends. <laughs>